This is Pastor Joseph Davis. Thank you for joining the radio ministry of Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. We believe the Word of God is the lamp unto our feet and it is a light unto our path. This Word will bless you right now. Luke 15, 24. After he put a clean robe on a dirty son, because your unrighteousness ain't going to change his righteousness. No matter how, what you've been in, your dirt can't make his blood unholy. Because once he put his robe, which means a robe of righteousness, or blood on you, he's actually, while you're yet dirty, listen to this, he has declared you clean. And that's why your enemies are upset with you because you did the dirt. You were wrong. And the Bible even declares that the wages of sin is death. But it also says, but the gift of God is eternal life. And rather rewarding you for the wage of your sin because you made a decision to turn he decided that his righteousness can cover your unrighteousness. Tell your neighbor, I'm a restoration project in motion. Come on, he started with us while we were yet dirty. That's why I just believe that no believer has the right to ever get arrogant. No preacher, no matter how many people are in your church, I don't care if you got 5,000 members, I don't care if you on TV all day long, I don't care how God exalts you, what you drive, what you live in, it don't matter. If you ever think about where you started, it should remind you that you were nothing, but God made you something, and God took you out of what you were in and brought you up. So who cares that you're blessed and highly favored and living good? Ain't no reason for any of us to get arrogant or get prideful because God remembers when we were nothing. Nothing. Blew it all. He blew it all. Blew his season. Blew his money. Blew everything. But listen here. Here it is. Here it is. This is what he did in verse 24. He says, for this son of mine was dead. He had the nerve to affirm us. And say, no, 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 no. I want y'all to get an understanding of how I do love. I don't change who you are because of where you've been. <laughs> we got a problem with God and even the church has a problem with God. I know the church has a problem with God and we got to be careful how we deal with people when they're in the wrong. Because even though they may need to be disciplined, chastised, and correct, you still better remember they are a child of God. And God hasn't changed what he believes in them. Come on, somebody. There are even congregations, denominations, churches that says that if you have a calling and then you sin after your calling, that they use this term called you have fell from grace. It don't even make any sense. If grace is a saving grace, how could you fall from grace rather than fall in grace? 
when we got whole lot of thinking uh, uh, even churches do it people do it you're not careful you got to be careful when you're dealing with people and just like the text says when they're coming back you got to be careful with that when they're coming back because God hasn't changed their his mind about them the church has to do better about people who are coming back preachers who are coming back bishops who are coming back I am not condoning their sin and their fall but God called them from the mother's womb God called that man from the foundation of the world and he may need to go through some changes that woman may need to go through some deliverance but God has not changed his mind according to them can I tell y'all the truth the only reason that I'm up here preaching to you today is because God didn't change his mind when the devil was yeah, give me two minutes when the devil was begging for my soul when the devil was saying let me have him God said I won't let you have him and God didn't change his mind about me it's not that I've dotted every I and crossed every T it's not that I've, I've fulfilled the Sunday school lesson because I flunked it I didn't do what the Bible said do I didn't do what God told I was disobedient in other words you want to know what I'm talking about I said if you ever know where I've been in life I failed but thanks be to God people can't even testify that they've overcome sin because too many people are wondering when people can't even testify that they've been brought out of something because too many people are wondering when 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 was it when come on somebody everybody. and we got a whole bunch of folks sometimes who are wondering when he affirmed him by saying this son of mine when the when the son wanted to be a servant as you have already learned from pastor robin who did a grand opening you got clap your hands for pastor robin again <laughs> When the prophets start preaching. Y'all want to make that her official trial sermon today? <laughs> we had to tell Mother Post, prophetess, we had to tell Mother Pope, Mother Pope been talking about, you going to preach that? What? Mother Pope been telling Pastor Bob, you going to teach that? What? Mother Pope been on her. So you can let her know she got out there and teach and preach today. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. He called him son. Look at what he says. He affirms him. He says, you're my son. He was dead and is alive again. He was lost and it is found. So they begin to celebrate. He said, no, this is a moment where I'm going to show you that I'm going to affirm him. I'm going to tell him who he is. The truth of the matter, look at verse, uh, look at another verse. Look at 31. Look at verse 31. Look at verse 31. He does the same type of affirmation. All right. He said, and he said unto him, the other son, he said unto him, son, son, thou art ever with me in all that I have is thine. Now in between the verses, we talked on last week. You got to go listen to last week's message. One son left the house, spoiled everything. The other son is at home doing everything right. But the son at home is offended by the party being thrown from his brother. Because he's trying to figure out how sin equals a party. 
the math ain't math in here. How you go out, lose, how he go out, lose all your stuff, and he comes back and y'all throw a party. He's offended because he don't understand kingdom information. We celebrate, woo, God, y'all gonna have to preach, y'all gonna help me. We celebrate when people come back. It ain't the fact that we are condoning or supporting what you did when you went out. But if you, see, we don't understand how powerful it is just to make it back. He tried his best to teach he owe you when you was going through depression. But the fact that you made it back is why we celebrate. We don't celebrate that you left. We don't celebrate that you sin. But the day you walk in here drunk, staggering, a dirty mess, we celebrate comebacks. The son at home is upset because he just didn't understand information. So the father first affirmed the son who came back. He said, this my son was dead, but is alive. Again, how can we not celebrate him? I was worried about him. How can we not celebrate him? Then he says to the other son, he says to the other son, he says, but you, my son, you're forever with me. What the Father is doing in this season is filling you up with who you are. He's filling you up with who you are by spiritual DNA. Because maybe the son that left the house left the house because he didn't know who he was. And maybe the son that stayed in the house stayed in the house and never threw himself a party because he didn't know who he was. Because the son that stayed at home is offended saying, you ain't never thrown me no party and I've been here all the time. And the father says something so profound. He says, you are forever with me. Everything I have is yours. In other words, when you start feeling good about who you are, you don't wait for nobody to throw you no party. You learn to book your own parties. You learn to celebrate yourself. When the last time y'all gonna make me preach in two minutes. When the last time you took yourself out to eat and just fed. You ain't have to have nobody on the other side of the table. But because you feel good about you. You don't need nobody to conversate with. I'm just eating thanking God I am who I am. And I'm doing what I'm doing. And I'm blessed. And I ain't got nobody on the other side of the table. And I'm not lonely. I ain't got nobody else on the other side, but I'm not lonely because within myself, I'm a firm. When the last time you just felt good about you? I don't mean about being arrogant, but you ought to every once in a while look in the mirror and say, that boy bad. Every once in a while, women, you ought to look in the mirror and do that thing y'all do with your head. And, and come on, every once in a huh? And feel good about you. This is what the father is trying to say to this son. He said, son, 
you saved and living beneath your privileges. We got a son who we call prodigal who we say he was lost because he left the house. But we also have another son who was lost in the house. Saved, but still lost. Living holy, but still lost. Because you're so busy trying to follow rules, you don't understand what you've been called to do. You're so busy trying to follow rules. You never take, some of y'all don't take enough time to celebrate the goodness of God in your life. Some of y'all don't celebrate enough. Some of y'all have beautiful marriages. You never been separated. You never thought about filing for a divorce. But you wake up every day to act like people don't really have go through battles with marriages. You don't even understand how blessed you are. Come on, some of y'all, God is, and you, you just sit around just. Don't even understand. Y'all don't even know how to celebrate. Y'all don't even know how to take each other out. All you do is wash clothes, get dressed the next day, clean the house. Come on, I'm serious. Come on. And you, I'm so, that's all you do. Wash clothes, mop the floor, you know, trim the grass. That's good. You got to do, you got to keep up your house. But sometimes you got to know how to celebrate. Come on, somebody. You got to know how to just say, God's been good to me. Hallelujah. And I'm taking myself out to dinner today. Come on, somebody. Like, Why are you getting dressed up? Pastor Joe, I'm just so glad of what the Lord been doing in my life. Hallelujah. Yeah, y'all playing around. I do it. I took myself to lunch this past week. Sure did. Got a beautiful wife that I can go to lunch with all the time. But I decided I wanted to go to lunch with me. Cause I live with me every day, every second of the day. And if I hadn't learned me and to love me, guess what I'll start doing? Avoiding me. So I affirmed, he affirmed the son and said, son, you should have been having your own parties that you wouldn't be so depleted that you worried about who's going to be celebrated first. Me or them? See, when you don't learn to walk in your identity and who you are called to be, and you still lost about who you are as a person, and this is why it's so important. Help me. I ain't going to try to finish. I ain't going to try. I promise you. I ain't going to try to finish. I promise you. I promise you. If you don't understand your identity, if you don't understand your identity, and this is why it's so important, Listen, how we handle house matters. How you handle what's going on in your house. Because if these two sons don't have somebody who can affirm them, they're going to become what the world wants them to become. Oh, you gotta, you gotta be very sensitive how you handle. I, I, I gotta bring it to this: how this father handles, this parent handles what happens in his house. I want to say it very clearly: uh, is your house a house of comeback? 
Is your house a house of forgiveness and restoration? Is your house a house of reconciliation? Is your house a house that I can lay down and get myself together? One of the things I have established for my kids is I raise them up, train them for them to do what they need to do and at the right time, leave my house. Because they want to establish their own house. All right. But but my house is always a house you can come back to and get yourself together. Oh, yeah, we established that it's established that my children, they can be grown. But if they ever need to come back and find themselves, if they ever need to come back and get themselves together, my house is a house of love and a house of forgiveness and a house of restoration. And you can be grown and come back to my house. See, I know we see we weren't taught those type of thing. I'm not talking about coming back because you ain't gonna do nothing. I said you're coming back because you need somewhere to get your strength back. You're coming back because you need somewhere to get nourished again, to get fed. Because sometime in life, life, well, I don't know what's going on up here. Like I'm getting attacked by lint on my towel or something. Huh? Uh-huh. But tell them my house is a house of comeback. The, the father wants the son to know. Okay. The father wants the son to know. I want you to understand who you are. It's about identity. And he says, look, see, imagine in a house. Well, people are confused about what's happening. You got one son who's saying, I've been living holy. You got the other son who just blew all his money with riotous living, harlots, prostitutes. See, if we're not careful, we'll teach the son that's coming back. Let me teach a little bit of men issues real quick. We'll teach the son that's coming back is, son, we understand you a man. That's what men do. That's what men do. That's what men do. Men sleep around. Men, men have such a nature they can't control themselves. And so it's understandable. No, 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 that ain't what the father's teaching. And it's important because you have another son who's not doing that type of behavior. See, if we're not careful, we'll tell a man who is wild and not living, uh, living righteous that that's masculinity. And we'll tell the man who has self-control that's feminine. Oh, oh! Y'all didn't grow up in the neighborhood I grew up in. Come on, somebody! We'll tell our sons, grow up. Hallelujah! We'll tell. I had to look around and see who was in the church. We'll tell our sons, grow up and get your son. Huh? Y'all don't want the real truth over here. Why we got problems with affirmation and identity? Cause we start telling man, a man, you're more of a man when you can get your son. But then we tell our women, be chaste. Now, how that gonna work? I said, how that gonna work? How that gonna work if you're gonna raise the son to do this and then tell the woman to be chaste? We mess up the godly identity where the truth is every child supposed to be chaste, every child supposed to be firm in their calling and their identity. And just like the woman supposed to be chaste, the man 
men are supposed to be chased and that's why we have challenges in men identity because we start affirming them in the wrong things and we got to teach men how it's right to be holy and right to have self-control and you a man when you can hold yourself together y'all ain't saying nothing man y'all should be the first one to stand up we will you hold yourself together Just passing through and I'm almost done. Because we got to teach men how to be good farmers. Come on. You don't just walk around with a bunch of seed throwing it everywhere. just walk around you a careless farmer a farmer supposed to pick where he gonna plant his seed come on somebody I don't want to talk to the women today give me two minutes to talk to the man cuz we can ever first start talking to the man right I gave y'all a piece of this on last Sunday last Sunday when I was telling you all I believe my wife is the catch and she the bad I got the bag. I got the catch. And I told you about my father-in-law giving me a hard time. I'm just a young preacher. 20 years old. On fire for God. Thinking I can talk to another preacher, her dad. And tell him I love that girl. I want to marry her. He tries to stall me. He knew I caught the Greyhound bus to come up there. Huh? He know I caught the Greyhound bus to come out there to ask for her hand in marriage. He know that's what I was there for. Because his wife, Robin's mother, was giddy all day long. <laughs> Joe Hill. <laughs> and he was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. He tried to stall me. But he missed it. And I don't mean no harm. We have a great relationship. He was just looking at his daughter as she to catch. But I caught the bus knowing I was the catch too. I knew I had a great destiny and I knew of somebody, I'm trying to tell y'all somebody, and I wasn't about to lay my seed just anywhere. I wasn't just about to lay what I give birth to. See y'all playing around? I think that way, that's right. I said I need a woman that can be a mother. I need a woman that can understand my calling. I get a woman that can pray for me when I ain't doing right. Come on, I just didn't go pitch anywhere. I, I know what I want. And I had a little bit of that 305 South Miami, Florida in me. And while I was being polite, I had that other side of me saying, we just asking you to be nice. We just asking you to be protocol. Because as sure as we grown, we going to do what we going to do. That's, that's the other side. I could, and did. And did. And when I said that, my father-in-law was cutting up. He was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And he said a, a very true thing. He said, we love her. And you say you love her. But we know we love her. Like a preacher, he tried to break it down to me. And if you think you get tired of her, that's what he said to me. Bring her back home. If you think you want to hit on her, abuse her, bring her back home. Before you do anything, he said, before you touch her now, think 
That's what he told me too. I like it now. I like it. He said, before you touch her, before you put a hand on think now. Think. But bring her back on home. And I told him, you ain't got to worry about her. I got this. I ain't bringing her back, man. I say, I got this. See, this is what happens. And that's why I say I caught the Greyhound bus. That's a real story. Real story. No car. No car. No car. Mm-mm. Ain't no car. Mm-mm. But I knew who I was. I'm trying to teach something on affirmation here. And I just knew I wasn't going to be broke always. Just knew that, brother Bobby. Something about the DNA in me wasn't gonna lay down and be broke the rest of the day of my life. Something about who I believe I was wasn't gonna sit around and walk through life and not come out on top. Something about me told me I'm fine, I can do this. And I'll be honest with y'all, I was so upset that her daddy pushed me like that. I was so upset. He pushed me like that. was so mad. I said, God, I know it's time for me to get married. It's my time and my season. And her daddy stonewalling me. Don't want to talk to me. I was so mad. And I done caught the Greyhound bus up here. Talking about marrying somebody's daughter. I done got my bonus. I'm mad. In that energy. In that moment, I remember it. On her daddy's porch, I was so mad, I stumped my fist on the ground. My, I stumped my foot on the ground. And I said something out of my mouth. I said, the next time I come up here, I'm gonna be riding. I said, I'm tired of this foolishness. Coming up here talking about marrying somebody. This man put me to the test. And I'm up here talking about she. I said, the next time I come here, I'm gonna be riding. Come on, somebody. Y'all wanna play with it? I got back home. God worked on a situation. I got me a good, better job. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Ain't no sense having no good woman. They can't pay nothing, can't do nothing can't take out no, I'm believing that make a way God come on somebody I'm believing that now I'm believing that give me something so I can get a hug now you know what I'm saying but I went back home got a better job the next thing you know I got my first car a Nissan Maximum four door with a sunroof and a big phone in the console big phone cover your whole side of your face big phone Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm trying to make a point and I'm about to pray, I'm done. God is trying to affirm you. God's trying to get it straight on who you really are. God's trying to affirm you in your DNA. God's trying to affirm you in your purpose. Trying to affirm you on what you can do. What you are called, God's trying to affirm you so you are ready to bounce back in life. God is trying to affirm you. Trying to affirm you. I can only imagine now what both sons could do if they have received the affirmation of their father. Imagine coming up to somebody and telling them they ain't no good and their daddy done told them that they were worth it all. <laughs> what you talking about? My daddy don't do it. Threw, threw a party for me. 
He done killed the fatter cow for me. You can't make me feel bad. I said it last week and I said it again. I guess I was repeating. You can't even make me feel bad about my past. You can't do it. You can't do it. I done lived it and been redeemed from it. Come on, somebody. And been redeemed from it and been so redeemed, I no longer even carry the guilt of my past. No, 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 no. I wish I never did it, but I don't carry the guilt no more. Because you cannot be productive in your new day carrying the guilt of what you did wrong yesterday. No, 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 no. Because condemnation, guilt brings condemnation. No, I wish I never dealt with it, but I don't walk around anymore looking like what I come out of. Imagine what it's like to meet that son where the father has said, you my son. Imagine the son who's sitting in the house all the time comparing when he gonna have a party. I believe, and the text, the text cut it off right there. You don't get to see. But in my mind, I just imagine what kind of parties are going on at that house. Because tell my daddy will come out and tell me you ain't been thrown enough parties. Because that's, that's how I interpret the scripture. He said, you are my son and all that I have belong to you. Huh? You tell me I could have killed a fat calf a long time ago. You told me that I could have taken a break from work to celebrate? What? Oh. Oh, this is a party here. Come on, this, this is one of those parties. Bring out the big speakers. <laughs> Y'all got to pray for me. See, I grew up in a neighborhood that when we partied, we partied in my neighborhood. And we brought out the big speakers. Oh, see, y'all don't know nothing about it. Y'all got to pray for your pastor. See, I grew up in a neighborhood where you, you, you bring the stereo system on the porch. Say what you want to say. You can say what you want to say. Y'all ain't had no class. Y'all ain't had no decor. Y'all decorum. You can say what you want to say. We knew how to celebrate. We knew how to celebrate. This is when you bring out the big speakers. They don't make speakers and stereos that big no more. I'm talking about like them four foot tall speakers. Yeah, them four foot tall speakers in a brown big case. Yeah, y'all know what I'm saying. With the stereo behind the glass. Where the magnet start working for a while. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The millennials like, what they talking about? See, we got these old little thin speakers now that... No, I'm talking about we have boomers. Uh-huh. Imagine it was furniture. It was furniture. You cleaned that thing, got that pledge and shined it up. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Huh? One of the first things I did when I got my apartment when I was in college is buy me a stereo. Sure did. And on Saturday mornings, Brother Bobby... All the college students in the apartment cleaning up. Your pastor will put his speakers on the outside. Yes, it will. Y'all, y'all don't turn on music when y'all clean the house. Huh? Hallelujah. Y'all mean, huh? <laughs> I'm done. Come on, stand. Come on. Affirm for a, for a bounce back. Affirm for to bounce back. That's the word of the Lord. I don't have to preach the rest of it. Lift your hands. God is affirming us. You're not going to be the product of what traumas you've been through. Is it? You're going to be exactly what the word says you are. You're not going to 
to be a part of the trauma or the neglect that happened what you didn't get from your mother what you didn't get from the father you are not going to be a, a, a daughter whose uh, identity is lost and who wasn't there for you you're not going to be the byproduct of abandonment and neglect. You're not going to be the byproduct of identity theft. You're not going to be the by you're going to be the byproduct of somebody who knows who they are. Will you lift your hands? I want to pray. I feel God all over the room. Affirming some of you and some of you. I'm saying it clearly. You have not grown up in a house of affirmation. It's foreign to you. You're grown and just finding out who you are. But it's okay. You're a man, you got children, you've been married twice, and you're just finding out who you are. It's okay. Find out who you are. Be affirmed in what God has called you to do. I'll tell you something, when a hammer finds out, it's a hammer. A hammer never wants to be a saw. When a saw finds out that it's a saw, it never wants to be a screwdriver. See what I'm trying to say is when you find out who you are, you're not going to be like nobody else. No, you're not. You, you can admire people. There are people that I admire for their strength and their grace and their wisdom, but not at any point do I forfeit who I am to be somebody else. I can admire them, their greatness, but I'm not forfeiting who I am. Many of you have been forfeiting who you are because you don't know how great you are. How much joy God wants to bring you in you being you and you loving you. Some of you have been trying to get rid of you because you don't know you. You've been hating you because you don't know you. Some of you don't like your cheekbones. Some of y'all don't like your hair texture. So you got to learn how to love and work with what you got. Come on, somebody. Some of you don't like this about you. You don't like your complexion. You don't like this. If you're not careful, the devil going to have you in a whirlwind about everything that God has designed you to be. And the Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That word fearfully means I made you that way in reference to your DNA and your purpose. So if you're short, be short and be great. If you're tall, be tall and be great. If you're thin, be thin and be great. If you're thick, be thick and be great. But be great. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say it today. You can improve some things, but be great. Get out of warfare with your DNA. Get out of warfare with your greatness. Get out of warfare with how great you are. Because I'm telling you, there are certain people you will never connect with if you were on your DNA. You can respect them, but you'll never really connect with them. I remember some of the things I've been into was because I was trying to downplay my DNA. I was trying to downplay my DNA. And so I was in the wrong places at the wrong time with one wrong people. And then some of those same people knew I was went to church. And then when I was doing wrong, all they wanted to talk about is, I, I'm a, you a church boy. Man, we out here doing wrong. What you up here telling me I'm a church boy? You can't tell me that. I get convicted in my sin. You can't tell me that. We out here doing wrong. But they were trying to remind me, you ain't supposed to be here. You ain't supposed to be here. And I stopped being in the fight. 
about who I am. Lift your hands. Father, I thank you today. God bless you. If that blessed your soul, we will love for you at your next opportunity to join us in worship every Sunday morning in Monticello, the Victorious Church at 8 a.m. or our Dream Center location here in Tallahassee at 10 a.m. We would love to have you and your family and we can't wait for you to join us at any of our locations. This is Pastor Joseph Davis. God bless you and join us again.